like okay, like like who's the better artist, like Young Thug or Mozart? Like high society would tell you that Mozart is the more pure artist, but I've never seen fifty thousand people fill a stadium to listen to Mozart. I've never seen people in well <laughs> listen. It's not to say that there aren't people who can't recite or memorize you know entire pieces but who says that who said that mozart is a better artist than young thug i want to hear i want to hear the reasons why because right now i'd rather listen to young thug than mozart mozart don't really got no slappers Listen to my dad talk. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a conversation podcast. I go by Antonio. Welcome to episode 19. The fact that you are here, even if you're here because you like what I have to say, or you're here because you generally disagree with what I have to say, and you're just waiting to hear what I have to say so you can disagree with it, I appreciate you being here as well. Being being able to present a side and hear an opposite side and responding in a way that's clear and concise um, in a way that does not check the box of one of the many um, argumentative informal fallacies that we hear and experience just about every single day. Um, I like, I I enjoy it, it's fun for me. Um, Some people call it arguing I don't really quite call it arguing. To me, arguing is a totally different thing. Arguing oftentimes is not is irrational and it has a bunch of other stuff in it. But like the exchange of ideas, I think, is becoming more and more lost art, but I enjoy it. So today <laughs> is going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be fun to me, um, partly because I know that it is a point of disagreement that not even a point of disagreement. I just think there are so many different definitions and depending on who you are and what your experiences are, you will have a slightly different opinion. But I just think that there's a way that I think we should be approaching this topic um, that is not always approached. And again, this is my opinion. This is not... this isn't like a black a black or white situation. I just think it's more of an idea. And but the reason why I'm talking about it is because oftentimes th- these ideals are weaponized in a way that attacks certain groups of people depending on who they are, how they look, what they represent, etc. Um so I'm not meaning to sound so cryptic, but <laughs> today we're going to be talking about art. What the hell is art? Particularly, though, I want to I want to eventually make my way into having a conversation. Well, I'm really not talking with anyone, so this is not necessarily a conversation, but having a um, at least starting. I would like that'd be fun if this is to spark a dialogue, spark a discussion on what art is 
And is commercialism anti-art? Or is commercialism or can commercialism and art exist or to what extent or whatever? There's so many different variables. This is a very nuanced, um, <clears throat> a very nuanced type of, dis of, of, of debate. And I just kind of want to make some sense of it. I've been doing some digging my, my own to kind of get my thoughts together. So I want to kind of share with you what I found. Some of these things I already knew. Some of these things I've, I've found. Um, and I want to apply that to today. And um, yeah, so what is art? <laughs> Before we get to art, let me let me tell you what I believe what what sparked this train of thought for me. So just recently, um, today I believe I will have released this on the seventeenth of March, and I believe it was the fifteenth of March in which the Oscars. Well, it will have been a few days after the Grammys. Um, which was on Sunday. And then the following day on Monday was the announcement of the Oscars and them announcing who got um, nominated or whatnot. So obviously, you know, as we approach, as we are in the middle of award seasons and kind of get through the entire the entire season, there's always a conversation of who is deserving and who isn't. Who got snubbed, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get too much into that, although I will say that Delroy Lindo not being nominated is a damn tragedy, and I'm probably going to dedicate a single podcast solely to dedicate it towards the uplifting of Delroy Lindo because I will give him his flowers because they did not give him his flowers. Say whatever you want about Spike Lee. Say whatever you want about The Five Bloods. Delroy Lindo's performance was magnificent, and the fact that he was not nominated for that award is a damn tragedy. What happened as a result is what always happens whenever something gets acclaim or criticism or when people are awarded or not awarded, you have some of the typical reactions. The celebration, because it was a person that you enjoyed, the disdain because it was a person that you did not um, and the sadness because a person that should have got nominated or should have got um, at least a little bit of because I mean for a lot of people I mean of course it's great to win the award but for a, for a lot of people just even being nominated for them is big because that looks good behind your name I mean I would love to get I mean even if it's not uh Oscar nomin Oscar Oscar winning director Antonio Johnson even having Oscar nominated director sounds pretty good. So it's it's a thing that's that the nomination itself is an award. Like that is already a thing to enjoy, to be to behold, to celebrate. So of course you have all of the conversations that flow out of um this season. And 
one of the common things that you hear of, and you mostly hear this from indie artists like myself. You hear the same thing in music, usually from the indie artists. This idea that award shows are meaningless, that you know you shouldn't be validated or you shouldn't seek validation from the praise of other people, so on and so forth. And there are way there are there are there are I to an extent agree with some of those sentiments, but I also disagree with some of those sentiments. I've had this conversation with so many of my friends because I just fortunately I mean I, I say it fortunately. I've I've just been able to get to know and befriend so many artists, so many so many talented people, and we've had these conversations and I really truly love these conversations. And my plan is, I don't know if it's going to work out this way, but my plan is to make this particular com- conversation a multi-part one. And I want to bring on different people to give their perspective of this and and give them the opportunity to either agree with me or disagree. And I want to be able to give people that platform. Um, not that they don't need my, not that they need my platform, but I want to give them their opportunity to say to me what they want to say, if they have anything to say. And for the few of you who listen, I want you to be able to hear not just my voice, but, you know, other voices as well. And hopefully it sparks a bigger conversation or it's kind of an ongoing conversation. But at least in my circle, I hope it sparks a conversation and I would like for that for that spark to spread. So. um, But yeah, so I think before I can before I can really get into that, I think we have to go back. And really look at what what we see it as art. Um, so I did some digging. <laughs> like Webster's definition of what art is. Art, I am reading, is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination. Typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. And I, I, I read, I read this. I'm not going to really stay stay here. I just wanted to give you guys this, but I did want to emphasize a part. They are works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. What we're, whether or not you don't have to agree <laughs> with this definition, but this initial definition at least alludes to the idea that art is not it's not meant to be in a vacuum that art if it truly is expression or the application of human skill or emotion it's meant for other people to see it to to hear it to feel it to whatever whichever way in which to taste it if you know we we could we could we could make the i mean i would agree that Things, even things like cooking is an art form. So in, in, in whatever way art engages your one of your five senses, um, it is meant to engage. And it's meant to be appreciated. So the idea, at least here, is that art is not meant to be created just for yourself. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But I wanted to dig... And see what were some of the more historical definitions of art. 
Plato and Aristotle, the the uh, Plato basically explains that all artistic creation is a form of invitation of imitation. Basically, that everything that exists is a type that is created by God. Whatever you're looking at, looking around the mountains, whatever, all these things that exist in one way or another is a creation of God or a thing that that is because of the inspiration of the creation of God. And the concrete things, this is what I'm this is I am reading now from Plato. The concrete things man perceives in his existence are shadowy representations of this ideal type. Therefore, the painter, the um, the tragedian or the uh, actor, the thespian, the musician are imitations are imitators of the imitation twice removed from the truth. So this idea that God created things the way we perceive and experience those things is an imitation of God's creation. And then what artists decide to create is an imitation of an imitation. So we have both Aristotle and Plato talking about the idea that what is happening in art is that we see um, life or our experience of life imitated, represented. I think there's a line in Hamlet where Shakespeare basically makes make mentions the idea that like the actor is holding up a mirror to nature so what the actor is doing is reflecting what his or her environment is what his or her interpretation of environment of what their interpretation of their environment is what they're saying here is that art has to do with your recreation of the things that 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 you see that you experience which is interesting and that is a really that and i don't i i, I doubt i highly doubt <laughs> that plato and aristotle foresaw that there would one day be uh nwa but what they're saying is literally the argument against those who speak against or condemn the type of art or the type of music that MWA would do. Their response is, all we're doing is telling you about our reality. So in the truest form, <laughs> NWA is a pure, is, 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 we can almost say it's one of the, rap. let's just say rap in general, is one of the purest forms of art. Taking what we see and representing it, re representing it, representing it in a way that is digestible for the people who we intend to hear what it is that we have to say. I'm speaking we as as I'm speaking for the rapper. I'm not a rapper, but I'm just saying that 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 is at least in that sense. If we're speaking of NWA, the idea of reality rap, which is what it was called, is we are telling you about our life. And we're doing it over a melody. So if we mix that, if we kind of combine that idea of what art is with what the dif dic dictionary definition, which is the expression or application of human creative skills and imagination, we can combine that by saying that art is the expression or application 
of human creative skills based on their interpretation or creation based on the based on their interpretation or their perception of God's creation in certain forms such as visual visual forms audio forms whatever way we can see art for the purpose of being appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power like if if wait i don't want to give <laughs> i don't want to give i don't want to give away my what my main point is but what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to build a case for why i think i guess i could have i could have said this from the beginning i disagree to an extent with the idea that an artist should not seek the validation of the audience and that things like awards or whichever way that those validation those those things in or the ways that validation come to us should be celebrated and i think there's a healthy balance and i and i'll get there so if we look at some of the oldest documented forms um of art you know there were objects like paintings like sculptures um different things like that uh but what what seemed to happen um at a certain point is there seemed to be this idea of like formalism um which is basically uh like a concept in art theory uh in which um an artwork's artistic value is determined based on its form and how it was made so it's it it this is kind of what gets into the idea of commercialism is we determine how much how much value something has because of the manner in which is which is made uh because of the things necessary to make that thing so like you can have two different people who both make a thing and both of those things on the surface visually both are visually appealing but there might be more value given to one over the other because that one required a certain a certain amount of time which might be more than the other it might require a material that's more difficult to find and and though all those factors go into what we can say makes this art more valuable and then that introduces an entirely new not new new to new to my discussion on here but an entirely different metric when we're talking about art is value why does this painting cost more than that painting if they if both painters use the same types of canvas the same types of paint 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 brushes the same the same paint if they use the same style maybe they might even paint the same subject and both of them do it in a way that is pleasing to the subject and pleasing to the viewers but because maybe one is more known than the other person then their piece of art automatically has more value and whether or not that value is based on a concrete 
set of ideals. So there's this idea of like what's the balance of subjectivity because the thing about art especially vi- let me not even say visual let me not even limit it to visual art is is art is not just expression it's also skill i can i can i can be a sculptor and there is value in what I sculpt, probably because of the the message I'm trying to give across, um, the 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 way it's interpreted by the people who see it, all these different things can cause something that I do to to be of higher or lower value, but that's just based on the expression. But I still have to understand. Like how to actually make the clay. If I'm chiseling something out of a stone, I have to know how to use a hammer and chisel. So there's the balance of the artistic expression along with the actual skill. Like, so I'm painting and I want to tell a story, but I have to actually know that when I mix red and blue, I get purple. It's not debatable that red and blue make purple. You knowing that, lends itself to your ability to express yourself via that medium. The question is, what's the balance between the idea? A thing can be beautiful simply because of the skill that it was that was required to make it. Like, um, I'll use a perfect example. When I, when I was in school, I went to school for graphic design. Um, there was a guy who found, like, some scrap metal and welded it together in the shape of a um giraffe just basic giraffe i mean i say basic in the fact that it it just looked like a giraffe i mean obviously it was metal but it just looked like a giraffe like it was great that he crafted that but i don't think there was any deeper meaning other than the fact that it was put together to look like a giraffe and i'm only saying this because this is the way he presented the work to us but one of the things that he did is he then took this Thing. I went to school in San Bernardino and, and this was basically around like the spring. So, you know, it gets hot out there in the IE and um, and the air is also drier. And so all these things kind of factor into like the science behind what it was that he did, which was he took this big thing. And by the way, this thing was like 20 feet tall. So he took it outside and every day he he um, wet it with a hose. And. Please forgive me. I'm going to make myself sound really stupid because I, I I don't know how to fully explain the science behind it. But basically, the the ionization or the whatever, <laughs> it made it rust to where it almost looked bronze-like, but it looked like a more natural rust. Like it, it, it wasn't polished, but it rusted in a way to where, especially when the sun hit it, it looked really cool. But... Like, I I bring that up because that was an example of a piece of art where I don't, well, I'm going by his words. The, the, intent, the intent was not to describe some deep meaning or to convey some crazy emotion. The intent was to play with the medium. Like, it was, that was literally the purpose. The purpose is how can I combine playing with the medium 
of welding together metal pieces in the in the shape of whatever and then basically invoking the power of nature to do its thing and presenting that as art so that was one of the one of the times i really loved that because i i gravitated towards that piece because i hated being surrounded by these people who were always just trying to find the deeper meaning of a thing and my opinion was what if there is no deeper meaning here what if the idea is just to display the technical skill required to create this thing? I wanted to get into the idea of art and commercialism. Basically, art is a form of expression, a form of imitation of one's environment through whatever medium for the purpose of being celebrated and appreciated for its craft and or its meaning. So I'm going to settle on that as my definition of art based on modern and ancient day or ancient time interpretations of art. So I think I'm on good ground if I'm invoking uh, or alluding to the minds of men like Plato and Aristotle. And I also alluded to the idea that art can have a value based on certain concrete and subjective terms. Concrete meaning like this can have more value because it literally costs more to make it. Or this thing can have more value because more people want it. So this is when we get into the idea of economics, the idea of, of supply and demand. This thing costs more money because there's a higher demand for it. Because there's a higher demand for it, we're able to raise the prices on it. Because people want it. People will buy it. So I'm going to charge more. Does that thing actually cost that much? No. You buy, there are people who buy jeans that cost like $20, $30 to make. But they'll they'll pay $500 for those jeans. Because of those some concrete and some subjective factors that impact a thing's value and how it's perceived. So when we talk about film, we made it. This idea of film. Now my 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 belief is that filmmaking in particular, even though I think every form of art is is a, is an idea of like telling a story you know, like, 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 again, I, I said it about expression and reflecting, uh, as Shakespeare said, um, says, said, as, as Shakespeare said, holding up a mirror to nature, holding up a mirror to nature only matters if there's someone to look in the mirror. Listen, there's probably a painter somewhere that's got hundreds of paints, paintings in his garage or in her studio and nobody's ever seen them. There might be a case. There might be the case that there's a fantastic pianist and all that person does is play the piano to themselves. That is probably, a, that is possible. There's a possibility that there's a guy who sits in a room alone and tells himself stories that he already knows the beginning, middle, and end of. <laughs> like, that is possible. But I am going to make the bold assumption... <laughs> That most artists, 
make their work for other people to see it. So, this is my attempt at um, making a logical deduction. If art is meant to be appreciated by other people, then to what extent should we value other people's appreciation? Like, if you do a thing and no one likes it, at what point do you say, maybe I should change the direction of the things that I'm making? Or do you hold to the idea that it doesn't matter if anyone likes this, I should just keep making my art? If no one appreciates what you're doing, is your art good? Is it bad? That I don't have the answer to. Now, you know what? I do have the answer to that. Because there is an extent to which it's funny because people will say this. On one hand, people will say you don't need an award show for validation. And on the other hand, they'll say the award show got it wrong. How do they get it wrong? If art is subjective, whoever the award show chooses to celebrate, it's all right, right? That's why I don't believe a lot of the people who sit there and say that because I think they do want it. And the people who say that award shows, they shouldn't like the award shows are, are trash or whatever are people who would be in, who would sit at the first row if they were to get nominated in those award shows. The same people who hate on commercialism are the people who would love for their art to be commercialized. I don't think that commercialism and art are, I don't think that they are anti each other. Like it's not oil and water. I think that they can both exist. They do exist because if you, if you believe that Mozart is a great pianist, Mozart is also commercial. Da Vinci is commercial. If his artwork went out, went up for sale right now, you know how much the Mona Lisa would go for? If the Louvre decided, hey, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to put the Mona Lisa up for sale. Do you know how much that would go for? So yes, art can be commercial. It is commercial. If we're talking about movies, I have to pay $18 to go see it. So it's rather whether it's good or not, it costs money to make it and it costs money to see it. So whether you want to escape the commercial train, you making art and submitting it to the world is a form of commercialism. So you can't escape the commercial giant. I also want to I, I like to call it the commercial, the commercial boogeyman, because it's I, like I don't know if it's a form of jealousy if it's a form of ignorance, of fear, but it's like when a guy is underground or a girl is, is, is quote, sticking to her roots when it comes to the type of stories that she tells or that he tells because they have like more of a niche audience, kind of like a true grassroots audience. As soon as that person blows up, those same grassroots people say that they sold out. 
Like that seems to be the like the natural reaction. I remember you when you was here, and then once you're selling out Staples Center, then it's like, oh, you you went commercial, and it's like, but they were always commercial. <laughs> yes, to a healthy extent, you should care. I think about what other people think about your art. Because, like we stated before, art isn't just expression. It's also like, it's also the, 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 the use of actual creative skill. So if you make a, if you make a movie that has a solid form of human expression but lacks in a way that it utilizes the skill that can be up for critique and you should if you truly love the craft be open to that take every bit of critique with a you know with a grain of salt but then also don't throw away any critique simply because it comes from a source that you don't like. We do it all the time. It's what happens in politics. It's like, that's why people will only listen to the the news outlets that they tend to agree with because they don't like to hear points or opinions that are anti-them. We do it all the time. You, you surround yourself with people who think like you. Most people don't surround themselves with people who don't think like them. So the question is, how often are you coming across people who are presenting ideas to you that go against your ideas? How often are you stretching yourself? How often are you putting yourself in those uncomfortable spots to hear things that you would normally not hear for the with with, with the goal of attaining knowledge, getting better, whatever? So, so this gets into the air, the the the, the um, area of what does it mean to compromise your art? You know, how can you tell whether um, you're making decisions for artistic quality or because of the dollar? That's tough. Because because here's the thing: if you're a working artist, and let's say you do two paintings. You do one painting with the intent with 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 the intent that it's meant to be sold. Like this is supposed to be sold. Like I painted like a person commissioned me to paint their family. So I painted their family knowing that I'm going to receive um 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 an exchange of goods for this painting. And then I also painted something to express the inner turmoil that's going on in my mental right now so one was made for the purpose of being sold and one was made with zero intent of being sold is one more artistic than the other and that's where i would say no i would say a thing does not cease to be art simply because the idea of its commercial value was brought into play there 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 has there has always been this balance of 
what is trying to be, what is being expressed and how that expression, how the medium is being used in order to, to express. Because you can't express, like I can't express myself through song if I can't sing. Like I can't express myself through architecture if I don't understand basic math and geometry and physics. Like <laughs> you have to actually know physics to be an engineer. You have to understand that if you build this thing in a certain way, it's going to be structurally sound. So you have to know that. And then you can implement the idea of expression that I'm going to use this shape, this form, because I want to evoke a, an emotion. But I could only do that if I actually know the medium. So when it comes to movies and the types of movies that people lament nowadays, those things called uh, amusement parks, this idea, I had even heard um, two movies described as like McDonald's versus filet mignon. And my response is, yo, both of them things get chewed up. They go down your esophagus through the other f five or six organs before you shit it out. <laughs> and you guess what? You got to eat. You got to eat in a few hours. They're both food. And here's the thing. If you want to talk about like McDonald's and burgers, there are burgers that cost hundreds of dollars because of the ingredients they use, but it's still a burger. To me, to me, again, I, I, I open this by saying this is my opinion. This idea that a thing is seen as more artistic because it's given more value to me is a flawed is a flawed way to look at things. And it shows the fact that we are conditioned based on our environment. We are conditioned to believe that this is better because it has a higher value. Why does it have a higher value? And I don't think we ever often ask that question. What, like, listen, Picasso wasn't the only painter around. I bet you in his nation, there were other painters other good painters but why is picasso the one that we're that we're that we're told why basquiat they're not the there are there are i'm not going to say there were as if it's a possibility i know there were great artists in every era and many of them we never heard of because of luck because of whatever so to that extent Again, that's a that's that's where that's where this idea of the interpretation of other people has value, but also should be taken in with caution, and 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 that's that's my concession. That's where I will meet those folks halfway is that it is possible that you're making something great and you just will never get the type of recognition that it probably deserves 
simply because of your environment. You just don't, you just, you just don't, it just doesn't happen for you in that way. And that doesn't mean that your work means less. It does mean though that your work has less value. And I know that might sound hard, it might sound harsh, but in the economic sense, sorry, in the economic sense, your work actually does have less value. Now that value is inflated because of whether people like and enjoy your stuff or whether people are flocking to see your stuff. So the value of your work is affected by the masses. But if I was to summarize this, I would say um, art is art is meant to be enjoyed by others. And because it is meant to be enjoyed and appreciated by others, there isn't anything inherently wrong in seeking the appreciation. If the goal of art literally is for people to hear and see our expression. It is not a bad thing to want to hear and see their reaction to our expression. Like if I'm giving this to you for a reason, I should I should want to know what your reaction is. If I make a if I make a dinner for you and <laughs> this is where, you know, this is, you know, oh, yo, this is going to be a really good. Yo, have you ever like. <laughs> Have you ever been in the middle of a discussion and you knew you had like some fire that she's about to say and you couldn't wait to get it out? I think there's about to be some fire. Yo, if we let let's let's all come to the agreement that um culinary skill is an art and being able to utilize you know different ingredients to put them together to make an experience that's enjoyable for other people. So look, perfect example. If you're making a steak and you're serving it to someone you better damn well care whether or not it's good, whether or not they like what you made. Like now you can you can serve somebody a steak and they can say I don't like it and you could take the stance that you just don't understand steak. <laughs> you you don't have an extensive palate because you haven't been here and there. Yo, your steak stinks. What are you going to do about it? You should want people to like your steak. So to me, there is nothing wrong with preparing your steak in a way that guarantees or a way that you know that people will enjoy it. And it doesn't compromise your abilities because you make more familiar foods. Like it, it, it shouldn't. If you know that you are making a dish that is an acquired taste, Or that is a subjective take. Like, I mean, all, there's somebody in the world that doesn't like everything. So even things, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of cheese. <laughs> and I know that be, you know, most people love cheese. So I, I, I'll admit that. But what sense, what sense is there if your purpose as a chef is to feed other people? What is the point in making food that you know they're not going to eat? And then just holding to the idea that they don't know about they they don't ha they don't have good taste. It doesn't make you any less of a chef to decide to make stuff that you know people will eat. 
It's still it's still art. Like I, like I don't see the value in making a movie that I know people won't understand. What's the point? If I'm what's the point of telling a story? If you think about it, think about some of the some of the most notable and famous stories. They're simple stories. Because they're meant to be understood. The stories that have literally lasted the test of time are some of the most basic stories with some of the most basic ideas. But they hit on common human emotions. And in, to an extent, they're dumbed down to hit everybody. To use that phrase. But yet we would never call some ancient some some tribal chief a sellout because he decides to tell simple stories that his people can understand and apply to themselves cuz what good would he be if he told these stories that people have to debate for centuries about what it means <laughs> like what point is that as a storyteller if most people don't even understand the stories that you're telling but how could you ever know that if you're not in tune with how people react to what you make or you're not in tune to the audience that you're making things for and how they digest certain things. There's nothing wrong with that. Like it doesn't make you any less of an artist because you have in mind the people who are going to be experiencing your art. Now you have to guard. You have to guard from just copying and just rehearsing a formula, you you got to guard from laziness. I've already talked about that. Don't be lazy. Flex your muscle. Do the cool, creative thing, but you don't have to. You don't have to be. You know, again, like the guy who 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 welded the giraffe. In it, in its in in its essence, it was a simple it was a simple task. Now, of course, everybody doesn't know how to weld, but if you know how to weld, like what he did was not difficult. But what he did is he utilized simple techniques, basic basic ideas of 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 science, and thought, what happens if we what happens if we mix these together? So that the people who are watching it can say, this is a welded <laughs> piece of metal formed in the shape of a giraffe that's been rusted by water. Like, that's literally what it is. And it's easy for me to understand that. But it's still really cool. And I can say, yo, good job. Like, yo, that was dope. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good way to end this this podcast is by saying I really don't know. I have opinions of the way that I operate and who knows, maybe I won't operate this way in 10 years. Maybe I'll feel different. But this is this is I hope my initial start, the spark of getting into that conversation of what our role is at what our roles are as artists, whether or not we should care about what the people have to say 
and to what extent should we care? So, like I said, I hope to have more on this coming soon. I hope to have some other guys, other men and women on to kind of talk about this concept, to kind of give their own, their, their, their two cents. Um, and I can't wait to bring that to you. So, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. I've been Antonio. I'm out. Thank you.